Welcome back. And welcome in to all of you on the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network, all throughout the great state of Wisconsin and well beyond the borders. Good to have you on board today. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, 877-867-1670, Uh Some breaking news, not uh, to the uh, contract side of things, but more LeBron James' eldest son, Bronny James, has suffered a cardiac arrest yesterday at practice and uh, they say that uh, he is doing well he is in the hospital and he is out of icu but uh, during the practice for usc yesterday um went down collapsed at practice and had a heart attack so uh man you uh that is a a a terrifically scary thing i mean just uh, on the enormity of it for a young guy that has so much future and has played so much ball and seems so healthy to go down with a cardiac arrest, you just, you know, you hope that it was just a freak thing by some weird, you know, circumstance and that whatever the problem is, that it's discovered, it's corrected, and he's going to be okay the rest of his life. Not just playing basketball, but just his life in general. But, yeah, that uh, happened yesterday. Uh, good to have you back. Uh, and everybody now on the network, in the first hour, we heard uh, Brian Gutekind speak and address the media today. And uh, it's Matt LaFleur's turn, this portion of the program, by the way, uh, brought to you by our friends over there, J&L Tire and Service Center. And they want to remind you that, uh, hey, they want to say thanks for voting them the best tire dealer out there. They're in Watertown on Boulder Road. They're also in Johnson Creek, just above 94th, the Johnson Creek exit. You can see them from the street. And they are so supportive of the Fisher House ride, the motorcycle ride, and the golf outing. And they do a lot of their own philanthropic work in the uh, communities in which they serve. But uh, JNL Tire, JNLTire.com, whether it's uh, going in there for an oil change, some tires for your car, your minivan, whatever, or you're an over-the-road driver, big rig driver, they've got facilities to handle that as well. JNLTire.com, that is JNLTire.com. Matt LaFleur, let's take a because I want to go through all of this. I've been making notes as we listen to all of this together. Uh, I've I got some things that I want to talk about, some things that Mark Murphy said yesterday, some things that Brian Gutekinds has said today. Now I want you to take a listen. Matt LaFleur at the podium just a little while ago. Take a listen. Now, what, are, uh, what are some of the concerns when you have and the challenges when you have a really young team like you're going to have this year? The unknown. Uh, I think just, I mean, every year has its own unique, unique set of challenges, but I think... Uh, it's just going to be how, how quickly we can acclimate these young players and get them ready to roll and how we come together as a team. So, But there's a lot of excitement today. With that in mind, do you approach this camp differently than maybe you would in the past? Yeah, I think there is something to that. I think every year you kind of um, think about what you want to get done out of training camp and uh, your approach, I think, for, for the most part, the format and your your philosophical values remain the same, but uh, you got to be aware of your personnel and, and just we are we are pretty young, uh, especially on the offense side of the ball. And, but like I said, there's a lot of excitement that comes along with that in terms of I, I think we've got a lot of talented players, um, and it's you know it's everybody's responsibility to get them to become the best version of themselves, uh, you know, sooner than later. In that regard, I haven't thoroughly decided yet how we're going 
use players or not use players in the preseason games and how that might change from previous years? Yeah, it's going to be pretty fluid in, in regards to that approach. Um, we'll kind of, you know, take it one day at a time and, and really try to feel where we're at. And if it's something that we feel that uh, they, they need to play a little bit more in the preseason, then, then we'll do that. You know, it is nice that we have two different teams that we're, we're practicing against and you guys know my philosophy on that in terms of just that provides them I think more game-like experience than most practices just the competitiveness that goes along with that and just seeing a different look and going against a, a different you know whether it's uh, different schemes or whatever it may be but just a real opposition right out there. Arian Stokes made in their rehab this offseason. Do you anticipate getting one or both of them back at some point this summer? I think we're hopeful for that. Um, I think they've done an outstanding job. I think Flea and his staff have done a great job of rehabbing them and just the way they've attacked it. Uh, certainly, they, they put the work in. It's evident. You can see it. I think they're doing really well. And uh, the whole plan the whole time, I, I believe, was just to, when they get in here, to put them on pup, and we'll see how fast we can get them off. And um, provided there's no setbacks, then I would see them eventually coming off. Yeah, we've gone back to Green Bay, okay. And your reaction when you see, you know, video of Jordan working out with guys a couple weeks ago before camp on their own time? Yeah, I believe everybody's here. We'll find out. We've got the conditioning test here at 10 o'clock, and that'll, that'll give us a better indication of where everybody's at. But, um, no, that's exciting. I think any time these guys can get together outside of the workplace, you know, is a, is a huge benefit for your football team. And those guys were definitely putting the work in. And um, as a coach, that, that definitely uh, gives you reason to smile. What's your reaction just to seeing the football facility kind of reach its final, you know, final process there? And what kind of resource do you think that's going to be for you and the team now going into this season? Yeah, the football facility is outstanding. I don't know if you've gotten a chance to go through it yet or not. But, um, you know, I was a little skeptical that it, it would get done in, in, a, in a timely manner. But I'll tell you what, first of all, just, you know, big thanks to Mark Murphy for allowing us to do that. I, I really believe it's going to be a much more efficient process specifically for the coaches and players um, just the, the logistics of everything and how close we are in proximity it's great to be on the first floor with the players it gives us more access for them to want to come to our office instead of going up to the third floor where they feel like they're going to see the principal or, or whatever but um, and there's so many great people that really worked hard to make it happen. You know, Joe Melcheski, um, I, I wrote everybody down so I wouldn't forget, Mike Moynihan, Mike Halbach, Joe Reuter, Bill Rasmussen, Todd Edelbeck, Doug Collins, Joe McKillop. I mean, these guys went above and beyond, I think, their their job in order for us to, to have a functional space. And, I mean, it's it's by far the best facility that I've I've ever been in at this level question but uh, I mean it is going to heat up this week and any consideration given to some of the air quality things that have been going on around here this summer uh, that might bring you to practice inside at all yeah if, if need be um, I'm less concerned about the heat I think it's I, you know we have these acclimation rules in place I think it's going to be 
uh, very important for our guys to make sure they stay hydrated and doing whatever they can do so that, you know, we don't have anybody go out there and, you know, overheat or whatever. And I, I know um, our training staff and, and uh, Adam Corzin will be all over our guys in terms of making sure they're fueling and, and getting the proper hydration. But I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's part of, it's part of training camp. You like it, you don't want it easy on anybody. And, um, but you know, as far as the air quality, that's something that we can't control. And if they, if it's so bad that we have to go inside, we'll, we'll adjust. There's a lot of things I'd like to see out of him. And just, it's, it's more or less just, you know, the process of becoming better each and every day and, and the command that he has. And, um, certainly you want to give him every opportunity. You, you can't give him enough reps. And so, um, but just making those incremental improvements and becoming more consistent on a daily basis. And, uh, but I'm really excited and he's definitely, uh, has complete command of our offense. There's no doubt about it. He, he's put the work in, he knows the ins and outs and, um, it's now it's, going to apply that in a real situation. Speaking of Jordan, um, you know, teams in a blitz, you guys have a lot with Aaron over the years. I would think you maybe would expect more of that. Do you have to talk with Joe to maybe have Joe do more pressures um, just for the sake of the offense, even if it's not for his sake, but more for the offensive sake? Yeah, I think that's those are daily conversations in terms of how do we best prepare our football team for week one. And so there will be some give and take where – I'll tell them, hey, I want to want to see this. And conversely, if if there's something that our defense needs to see, then he's going to tell us what what he would like the offense to present to the defense. So that's just how you go about um, and and you know preparing your football team. Do you think this will be the most action total that you've given a quarterback in your you know tenure? I mean, is this going to be? All Jordan love as much as possible, whatever he can handle. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to go that far and say that um, because I think we still got to be mindful in terms of I don't want to wear his arm out by any stretch, and I think a lot of times you can do that in training camp. I mean, these guys are are constantly throwing, whether it's an individual during during our uh, defensive periods, obviously in in the team settings. So we got to be mindful of that and make sure we chart. How many uh, how many throws he gets each and every day, and um, but our guys do a great job with that. Likely to play him a significant amount in the preseason now. Potentially, like I said, it's going to be fluid, and we'll adjust accordingly. Well, you'd like to see two of the guys separate themselves, and you know, so it's so it's clear cut and there's great competition at that position and we feel like we've got a, a lot of capable guys and ultimately they got to go out there and perform to Jordan quick like has it, has it been fun for you to kind of create a new offense with a new starting quarterback in your system I don't know how to answer that because it's really not a new offense it's just every year there's new wrinkles and um, but it's not I mean philosophically we're, we're very much the same as we've been I think it's you know our job as a coach is always you adjust to your personnel and and you got to try to figure out 
what guys are good at and what they need work at. And it's not just about Jordan. It's about everybody else. And we've got a very young receiving core. We've got a young tight end group. Um, and so it's, it's about the collective more so than just one person. You mentioned that Jordan has complete command of the offense. Do you have a feel for what type of autonomy he'll have at the line of scrimmage? Yeah, I, I think that, again, it's going to be fluid, and he just needs to, to get the reps. The last thing I want to do for him is have him paralyzed thinking of too many things at the line of scrimmage. I think that takes time. It takes experience, and, you know, once he shows that, and it, it kind of happens organically, you know, throughout the process. What are your hopes for Alex Magoo? to go in and learn the playbook as quickly as possible and what he can do. And it is a challenge a little bit to, to get four guys the adequate amount of reps, especially when you have a guy like Jordan who's we, we want to give him as many as possible. But, um, you know, Alex has attacked it the right way. He's done a nice job. We've had him here for a couple of days uh, with, with the rookies and the quarterbacks and our injured players, and um, he's really done a nice job. Earlier this summer, Aaron Jones told us that he wanted to step up more as a vocal leader. Have you seen that from your end? Absolutely. I think you saw it all off offseason. Uh, he is so consistent in what he, what he does on a daily basis, the energy he brings. Um, he's, he is a, a great leader that we have. What do you want to see from him in the next few weeks versus, like, the steps that you saw in the offseason programs? Like, what next step do you want to see these well, we've never seen these guys with pads on, so I think that's going to be the ultimate test uh, just to see how these guys, how they come off the ball, um, specifically in the run game, uh, you know, because I feel like that's kind of a lost art these days for, for that position group. And um, But they're talented guys. Uh, I, I think they picked up the offense well, all things considered, and that, that is they've got a lot to learn. I mean, that outside of the quarterback position on the offensive side of the ball, there's nobody that's involved as much in the run game and in the pass game. So they've got to, they've got to know uh, I'll, I'll, there's a lot of information that's being thrown their way, and they've got to adjust. And luckily, we've got two guys that, that work at it extremely hard. I think John Dunn does an unbelievable job with those guys. And, um, you know, I'm excited for that group. Rich, Rich has said he'd like two, maybe three kickers. In camp at a time, do you guys anticipate adding another one at some point? Uh, we'll see. I, I think, you know, in regards to the personnel questions, I think those are all always good. I know you guys are going to talk to Goody here in a minute. and uh, But I think, you know, the conversation's ongoing. It's just more or less, where do we need bodies? There you go, Matt LaFleur talking to the media. We're going to come back and pick up because it goes on for another five, six minutes. I want you to hear it all since these are – you know, opening of the training camp press conferences, and it's a whole new feel up in Green Bay. So we'll get into all of that coming up here in just a bit. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And you know that I've got them in my house, whether it's curb appeal, value to the home, security at night, or just the fact that they're starting to bundle them, they're starting to give you some some different, I don't want to say deals because that sounds like, you know, they're trying to shove something down your throat, but they, they just got different 
availability, we'll say, for you to make some really well-informed decisions and whatever it is that fits your budget. They've got different windows for your budget, whether it's different interiors, exteriors, hardware, different types of innovations, whether it's the vinyl windows, the impervia windows, the wood windows, three different types there. So many different choices from our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com or call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. More on Matt LaFleur when we come back right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Last weekend, I uh, had a chance to go down. To, I haven't been down there in a while. Calderon Club, 838 Old World 3rd Street, downtown Milwaukee. And, uh, man, it... Uh, <laughs> Every time I go there and I eat, I'm reminded why I need to get down there more. It just was absolutely fantastic. But we were sitting in there, and I've always said it's like a who's who. And in walks uh, the umpires from the Friday night game, and some people came over from next door, one of them uh, from Paramount Studios out in California, and they were over at San Giorgio next door. It's just it's everybody loves the food. Everybody loves the place. The company, Gino and his staff are fantastic. And I've always said you can go in there any night and see somebody. And that's the way it is. Calderon Club, 838 Old World Third Street, downtown Milwaukee for great food. And uh, you, you get treated stellar, stellar down there. And I can't say enough about San Giorgio next door as well. The Pizzeria, the Pugliatana, both places absolutely positively fantastic beyond a shadow of a doubt uh let's get back to it matt lafleur uh, talking to the media let's wrap it up with matt watson and dobbs on offense walker and wide on defense what, what do you look for at this stage of of the season to to kind of know that that second year jump is is coming like what, what catches your eye i just think the way they go out there and play and just how fast and um you know no hesitation when they get out on the field and um, how they can react to certain adjustments. And certainly that's something that we're going to need from, from all those guys. Going back to Alex, I mean, this is a guy that hasn't played in the NFL, but he's coming off on the MVP season with the USFL. Do you consider him like a veteran in that room or, or another young guy that's sort of fighting for the spot? Like, how do you view him fitting into that unit? Well, I think it'd be unfair to consider him a veteran. He just got here a couple days ago and, you know, there's there's a lot of offense to learn. So, I think it's going to be it's going to be a pretty fluid situation in terms of who we think can best back up Jordan, and um, hopefully we can get him the ad- adequate number of reps to showcase his skill set. Do you think you've um, gotten a sense of what Jordan is really good at and what he likes? You know, like the type of plays you went through years of going through that with Aaron every week. Uh, you know, learning what he was really good at what he liked. Are you there where yet with Jordan? Is that going to be a process through the year? I think that's going to be a process. I, I just don't think he's got the, the number of reps with certain concepts at uh, this point in his career, and I think that, that takes a long time to do. And certainly we want him to be excited about every play, and throughout the course of this process, there's going to be some plays where he may not have the comfort level with yet or conversely the the guys around him might not um have the the level of comfort so it's going to be pretty fluid in regards to what we like what we don't like i just want all these guys to attack it with you know great enthusiasm and 
you know, being open-minded throughout, throughout the process and, and just strive to get better, just those incremental improvements. On the offensive line, is, is it just right tackle that's up for grabs? I know we, like Luke talked about center. Um, at least when we were there, we didn't really see a competition during the offseason. So I guess how do you see that group? Well, I, I hate to pencil anybody in day one, and certainly there are guys that we're pretty confident they're going to start. But, I mean, we're always constantly preaching competition, and we want these guys to push one another, and ultimately it's our job to find the best five to go out there and give us the best chance to win. The old office, it's like you're going up to the principal's office. But now that you've you know, got this great new facility, you know, I watch you during the season, during warm-ups, touch, you know, com connect with guys, just say, how's it going? Because your days are so busy, you're trying to get them out of here. But you know, is, are there times where you try and connect with those guys one-on-one -on -one just to see how they are when they come into a season, whether it's your veterans or a new guy that's, that's come to the table? Yeah, I think it's, you, you know, you've got to be, um, very mindful of how you go about that process. I think there's there's only so many hours in a day, and certainly we've got limitations in how long we can keep these guys. But any opportunity you get a chance to connect with your players, I think it's it's very very important. Um, you know, in order to get the most out of them. Now, did you take things out of the offense this offseason? Were there things that you just said, okay, that's more Aaron based, and and we'll just get back to some of the things that you know you do in your offense that's more traditional there well I think that's that's ongoing each and every year and, and certainly you got to follow some of the trends within the league and you want to stay in front of those quite frankly um, and you study other teams and you add some things and some wrinkles and um, but ultimately it's it's how it it all comes together and how we have plays that play off of plays. I think when you look at the best offenses in the league, they, they present that challenge to a defense in regards to keeping them a little bit off balance. You, you present a look, and you might run one play and then run the counter to that. So, um, But that's the challenge every week, every year, every game. Started this about the unknowns. Just from a personal level, how different does this training camp feel than maybe the past few and has it changed the way you kind of approach your attack yeah, it feels like year one <laughs> quite frankly um it, it it feels like you know we're, we're right back where we started when when i first got hired here and that's exciting i think there's a lot of excitement that goes along with that and we're going to coach these guys hard and we expect them to show up with a great attitude every day and give everything they can all right, thanks, guys. Have a there one. you go. That's uh, Matt LaFleur addressing the media just a little while ago, and there's a lot to get to. So let's do this. Uh, I, I want to break because there's there's so much more that uh, I want to go over. There's a lot of stuff that was said there by both Brian Gutekinst and by Matt LaFleur. So let's do this. We'll step aside. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll kind of dissect a few things um, because there's not um, – you know, some of it's, you know, coach speak, and it's rhetoric, and it's crap, and we know that. But there's other stuff specifically that I thought was rather interesting. So uh, I do want to get into some of this stuff. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Stenny, second and National Walkers Point. They want me to remind you that if you are heading to the game tonight to see the Brewers and the Reds, uh, 
Head on down to Stenny's uh, pre and post because uh, they'll take you over to the game. They run shuttles each and every game. They run shuttles to the Fiserv. They run shuttles to the UW Panther Arena. They run shuttles to Green Bay. They run shuttles uh, over to Miller Park or over to American Family Field. Uh, all the different concerts, the different festivals, whatever it happens to be, they're running shuttles all the time. So give them a call and make sure that they're running a shuttle to what it is you want to see. But if you're going to the game tonight, head down there. Get some of the award-winning Bloody Mary's, the Bill Michaels garlic cheese bread. Get yourself some really good wings, great food they have down there. Then head on over. They'll drop you off right there by the stadium. Go in, check out the game, and then they'll even drive you back. So good stuff from our friends over there at Stenny's. Second and national point. And as they say at Stenny's, you should be here. More of the Bill Michaels Show. We'll break it all down next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 96.7 FM, 1670 AM, The Zone. talking to my buddy Kirk yesterday from uh, Landon Cruise Vacations and Cruise Planners, and he was telling me, you know, hey, uh, you know, people are starting to book up on cruises for uh, the winter months. Go uh, looking at February. So, um, you know, now might not be a bad time to start thinking about it. If you're going to be uh, thinking about getting away and uh, exiting the cold, if you will, um, now's the time to do it. Or maybe you got the trip of a lifetime plan and you can't afford it, but you want to finance it. They can do that. If you want to, say, put a little bit of money down on a cruise now, you can do that. Uh, maybe you just want to get away, go to an all-inclusive. You can do that, too. Get away from all this smoke. Whatever it happens to be, get a hold of our buddy Kirk uh, over at uh, Cruise Planners, 262-344-0697, 262-344-0697, land and cruise vacations. Good stuff from our friends over there at Cruise Planners. Okay. So I, I want to go back over this stuff because uh, I think there was a lot there to chew on when it comes to the Packers. Um, one of the things that Gudikins talked about was they did consider a veteran wide receiver. However, it's exactly what we thought it was. Uh, it has to be the right deal because monetarily they don't have uh, a ton of money right now to be able to go out and make some kind of a blockbuster deal. He said, however, if they felt – they needed one if a veteran became available and they felt like they needed one that they would then make the deal. He did say when it came to Jordan Love, there it, because there's a lot of questions about how much is Jordan Love going to play in the preseason. And as Goody said, you know, it used to be Ted Thompson would say bubble wrap them. You know, preseason bubble wrap them. Don't play them. You know, try to try to keep him away from, you know, all the the, hit, the hits that he could take that could knock him out of the season. But uh, instead, he said, look, you, you want to see him play. There's a fine line. You, you have to see not only what he can do, but you also have to get him comfortable. So he said one of the other things that they're going to rely upon heavily is these joint practices. Uh, but one thing I did, uh, did like, and I don't know if you caught this, He's, uh, he was asked the question, does the division feel different not being chased? In other words, every year it was Aaron Rodgers is there, Brett Favre is there, pencil the Packers in to win the division, everybody is chasing them, and you know everybody else is battling for second or a wild card. And he, he very quickly and smiling 
kind of gave that sheepish nod of confidence and said, who says we won't be? And it was quick, but I thought it was poignant because he, and he talked about veterans, the depth and competition in the trenches. He talked about that. He said it's really healthy because they do have a lot of options and they believe they have good options. This is not about bad play, figuring out who's the best of a bad lot. This is about a lot of good players in the trenches and putting your best five or on the defensive side, three or four out there. And I thought that was interesting because he had talked about winning in the trenches, winning with, with, with the guys up front, and he talked a lot about that. And then the very next question, right after when he talked about, you know, hoping somebody emerges that can really grab hold of some of the uh, – some of the competition on the offensive line because they've got so much depth. He specifically mentioned the guy that I mention all the time that we forget about is Caleb Jones. Caleb Jones, big dude, man, had showed flashes last year. You're looking for him to take that next step forward because you can't teach that kind of size. So if Caleb Jones takes that step forward and really adds depth at a tackle position, oh, it becomes a, just a, a different feel for your offensive front. And then, you know, because he had talked about the emergence and such of the, uh, the both the trenches, but he kind of said, you know, who's to say we're not going to be chased? I just wonder if that was a glimpse into some of the things that they feel behind closed doors. Because outwardly, we all feel it's Minnesota or it's Detroit, right? Minnesota to Detroit, depending on which side of the fence you fall upon. And then the Packers are going to be battling with Jordan Love to stay out of the basement, right? And even Gudikins, when asked about how do you see the landscape of the NFC North, he said, well, Minnesota's on top. And he's right, because they won the division last year. He said, but there's too many unknowns, which was followed up by the, uh, the discussion uh, a couple of questions later about, you know, not being chased. And he said, who's, who's to say we won't be? I, I, it's like... Part of you wants to go down the path of he sees things behind closed doors, obviously, that we're not privy to, and there's a level of maybe not expectation, but maybe legitimate confidence, like this team's going to be better than what people think are thinking. Or some of these guys are going to emerge, and they've grown, and you can already tell they've made the leap, and they're going to be better than what people are giving us credit for. You know, we're going to surprise some people. Or he's saying it tongue-in-cheek, and he's really just trying to, you know, be, you know, somewhat funny. I don't know. But I thought that was one of those things that I circled. I, I, I wrote it down and I highlighted it. And I said, okay, that's one of those things I'm going to go back to. Because it is a rather interesting answer. You know, it can either be, it, it could also be arrogant. You know, who knows? But I, when, when he was asked, does the division feel different by not being chased now? He said, and I quote, who's to say we won't be? And I thought that was interesting. Uh, Matt LaFleur, by the way, uh, talked about the unique challenges with the the young guys and the youth, uh, both offensively and defensively and the second-year guys. And he said, look, um, it's all about not necessarily showing all these flashes of what you can do. It's about the consistency and growing every day. Uh, he said, yeah, you do approach camp differently knowing that you've got young personnel. You can't. There's a, there's a level of expectation you can't have. Because what you're trying to do is to not only get them up to speed, but get them up to consistent speed. And then he said uh, the playing time in the preseason is going to be determined by the need for reps with the young guys. 
So not necessarily the guys that are showing something. If you don't see a guy on the consistent playing in the preseason, it might not be because maybe they're unhappy with him. It's, it, it may be because other guys are going to need the reps. Other guys have to progress, and they need more reps to show something. So keep that in the back of your mind. There's a lot of talk about the new facility, in case you didn't know. Uh, they're completing all the building up there in Green Bay. And the, what they did was they moved the coaches and such all down on the same level with the players. So now, like he said, you don't have to go up to the third floor and feel like you're going to the principal's office just to touch base with a coach. You can actually go down the hall. His door's right there. You can walk in and start talking to him. And they feel that's going to be incredibly beneficial, not just for, for Matt LaFleur, but for all the coaches to be sitting there with the guys uh, on the daily. Uh, he did talk uh, a lot about Jordan Love. Um, there's when he's, he was asked, you know, what do you want to see? How many, how many things do you need to see out of Jordan Love? And he said, right away he said, there's a lot of things I need to see out of Jordan Love. A lot of things I want to see out of Jordan Love. Uh, he said, I want to see him get better every day. I want him to have command. I want him to get more reps, and he's got to become more consistent. And then he kind of backpedaled. He says, well, he does have command of the offense. He said, but now it's applying it to game situations, to the actual game itself. So he kind of caught himself, backed it up a little bit. It's not that he doesn't have command of the offense because he knows the playbook. But it's the, it's, the, it's the application of the playbook and the command that he believes he has to actually going back to what Goody said in winning games. Now, um, I, I, again, he got into the, you know, the question about, you know, the, the offense and applying the offense. And, and you know, when, he, when it came to Matt LaFleur's offense, he wouldn't go there. He, he wouldn't go there. Um, he, he, he said, look, it's not a new offense. I don't know how to answer that. He said, it's the same as it's always been. We just have to adjust it to the personnel. It's almost like he's trying to, in every way, shape or form, temper expectations because the majority of us, and I think it's, I I think it's rightfully so. The majority of us say that there was something to, and his wants and needs and play calling, right? That, that's what it is. There's something to be said for that. On the other hand, you don't know if that was Matt or Aaron and the want for certain situations and certain plays to be called. So he doesn't, he's not backing, he's, he's not saying, yeah, we're going to do things differently. I mean, two things. One, it would be crazy to say, well, boy, the offense, it didn't work last year, but, you know, hey, what are you going to do? And Aaron Rodgers wanted it a certain way. So you can't throw Rodgers under the bus and look like a jag, right? And then on the opposite side of the, the, the coin, you don't want to say, it's going to look all new. You know, I've got all new stuff. Me, I, you know, look, I went back to the old Shanahan playbook and I put all this stuff in. And, but if, it, if, if the personnel, the young personnel you have, if, it's, if, if they can't execute it, then you don't go there. You know, you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't go in that direction because your expectation would be 
that we all would be looking at it as some philosophically new offense with all these new wrinkles and all these new things that maybe can't be executed by the the, the young guys. So he's just tempering everything. He's back in it's, – it's very cliche, tempering everything. Don't call it the Matt LaFleur offense. Don't say it's going to be new. Don't – none of that. None of that right now. So I, I, I see what he's trying to do. When he said it's not a new offense, I don't know how to answer that. It's the same as we've always been. We just have to adjust it to the personnel. He's basically talking about the, the young guys. Also uh, said needs to get, uh, when it comes to the, uh, the depth on the offensive line, and, you know, because the question was, is the competition only at right tackle? He wouldn't answer the question. Flat out would not answer the question. Said, kept saying, we want the best five, we want the best five, we want the best five. And that's true. But for the most part, you you know, he I, I, I get it on one hand, he doesn't want to hand a job to somebody. But on the other hand, I mean, that's kind of it. Or maybe he doesn't want to let on that he's made the determination that it's really Yash Nyman's job or it's Zach Tom's job or Caleb Jones's job, and then he wants other guys to become disgruntled or not work as hard in, in you know, in camp. So he just, he didn't want to answer the question. Would not go there. Uh, also said when it comes to knowing the nuances of Jordan Love, he said it's a process because he hasn't had enough reps with certain concepts to understand what it is he likes, doesn't likes, doesn't like, and what he does and doesn't see. So he said we'll figure that out as the season goes on. Now, one of the things I want to go back to, and I thought it was interesting from yesterday, and that was some of the things that Mark Murphy had to say. So when we come back, we'll we'll talk about that as well. Coming up about 45 minutes from now, our buddy Chuck Freeman from the Lockdown Brewers podcast. He's going to be here talk some Brewers baseball with him. But I want to get back into one of the things that specifically Mark Murphy said yesterday in his presser because um, it, it raised eyebrows throughout the football world as unfair. And... I don't. I, I think unfair is too harsh of a word, but I would agree. I would agree. When we come back, I'll tell you what it is and what he's talking about. Stay tuned. Got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends over there at Northern Lights Event Venue. Northern Lights Event Venue, right there on the Milwaukee River, right there on the Riverwalk. Coming up tomorrow night, they've got some music outside. I know it's going to be hot, so you want to go down there and get a cool drink, listen to some music, whether it's a dinner, weddings, photo shoots, business events, northernlightseventvenue.com. Northernlightseventvenue.com. Go check it out. If you've got a group of, say, 70 people or less, it is perfect. It's a perfect space. It's a perfect venue. It's a perfect view, perfect lighting. Everything in it is awesome. Whether, like I said, it's a dinner, it's a wedding, it's a rehearsal dinner, photo shoot, business event, they got you covered. NorthernLightsEventVenue.com. That's NorthernLightsEventVenue.com. We'll talk more about all of this and expectations regarding Jordan Love coming up next on the Bill Michaels. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Friends at Road Track and Trail. Go to roadtrackandtrail.com. The world's the world 
world's uh, biggest when it comes to uh, how many deals they do when it comes to motorcycles, uh, side-by-sides, golf carts, all that stuff, and uh, sleds in the wintertime. Uh, they are the world's biggest. I mean, they do more deals than anybody. It's amazing. And they're right here in Big Bend, Wisconsin. Go to Road. And, and they're, I was just down there. Their inventory is enormous. I mean enormous. If you're looking for a new bike, a new motorcycle, crotch rocket, Harley, Honda, you name it, they've got it. Golf carts, they've got it. If you are looking for, uh, you know, snowmobiles, because right now is the time to buy, if you're going to start gearing up for the winter months, they've got those as well. I mean, they've got all, it just, it, that complex over there is amazing. Nick and the staff are amazing. Check out roadtrackandtrail.com. That's roadtrackandtrail.com. And they are uh, helping us out when it comes to uh, getting around Road America and getting around uh, Pappy Hoyle Campground in the full throttle and Sturgis and such. So thanks to Nick and the staff over there and to Kelly and everybody for helping us out. Certainly appreciate it. Um, 877-867-1670, if you want to chime in, feel free. So this is what Mark Murphy had to say yesterday when he was asked his thoughts on Jordan Love and when you can kind of tell if you made the right decision. Yeah, um, I, you know, it's I, I, I'm comparing it a little bit to Aaron's first year. That was and first year as a starter. Um, yeah, I, I'd say... At least half a season to know, and and I think uh, you know even though I think we ended up with a losing record that year, but we knew we saw enough of Aaron to know that you know we had something special. So there you go, a half a year. Now, I think it's unfair to say six, seven, eight games in you'll know. Um, because that's a ton of pressure right out of the chute to say, okay, we're going to determine whether or not you're the guy. We want to see you be able to play and be not necessarily on par with Aaron, but give us flashes that we believe you're the guy. Uh, and then they're going to start making decisions as to what they're going to do the following year. Um, so on one hand, a half a season, which was widely criticized by those in the game saying you're crazy, because you, you you can't do that. I mean, it takes years to really be able to absorb the offense, understand the concepts, be able to execute at a high level. But as he said, on the other hand, you kind of knew it with Aaron. And one of the things that I have said and you, to, to you is that you and I will both know via the eyeball test if Jordan Love has it. You'll know it. We'll know it because you'll either see all those flashes that make you go, wow, he can really do something. He just gonna need a, he's just going to need a little more time. Or you're going to see a lot of stuff where it's just it doesn't, it doesn't look right. It doesn't flow. And you're going to go, oof, this, this, this ain't happening. So Matt LaFleur said when asked, do you understand and know what you know what Jordan Love can and can't do, what Jordan's good at. And he said, No, not enough reps with the concepts yet. And I understand that because you need game situations with concepts. Matt LaFleur said, Jordan, you want to see him play a lot, but you want to put him in bubble wrap in the preseason. But what you're looking for is good flashes and then consistency. So you're looking 
basically they're saying the same thing. If you want to put it into the Cliff Notes version, you want to see him give you the flashes for the reason you drafted him, but you want to see him make consistent plays and and get better at those concepts. So if you make a mistake, you're not making the same mistake over and over again. If you're making a late read, you're not making a late read over and over again. The synapse between your brain and your arm and the decision to throw the football and such, it, it, it gets quicker, it gets better, it gets more consistent. Because if it's not, and you're not seeing that, that's when you're saying, okay, this might not be the guy. So they all said the same thing, though. They all feel that he's ready to start. He understands the offense. He's ready to be a starting quarterback in the National Football League. And then they all agree. He doesn't know enough via the concepts. We can't tell yet. And through the first seven or eight games, we're going to get a good gauge as to whether or not this guy has it or not. And I've been saying all along, it's basically a one-year prove-it deal. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. Good stuff. Sometimes you just gotta you gotta kinda you gotta kinda pay attention. You gotta kinda listen and just kinda weed through the cliche crap to get to the brass tacks, you know? And you'll find it. This portion of the program brought to you by the oldest operating track in the world. That's Great Lakes Dragway, Union Grove, Wisconsin. They've been uh, running this uh, drag strip for a long time, and it's the oldest operating drag strip in the world. Call them 262-302-2138, greatlakesdragaway.com. That's greatlakesdragaway.com. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. 